Welcome to the Quantum Leap Podcast. Each week, we will take you inside the brightest minds of the most highly regarded executives in the world of enterprise-level revenue operations, marketing, and sales with a focus on the future while creating successful wins today. Now, here's your host, Justin Michael. Welcome back to the Neutral Zones, Quantum Leap. I am Justin Michael, your host. I'm joined today by Andy Kaplan, who is the founder of Elastic InfoSec. Uh, super cool name, Andy. I'd love to uh, explain to the viewers what that means. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So uh, my background is in cybersecurity sales for about 10 years. I've, looked, I've learned, learned um, by working at uh, large large companies and, and startups. And uh, one of the things that I found through my work is there is, uh, there's been a, a great market for smaller cybersecurity startups and service providers to have sales assistance. And uh, I, I decided to go out on my own and provide that contracted sales, sales and marketing uh, service to them. And I felt that Elastic InfoSec uh, was, was, a, was a very suitable name. Uh, these companies could, could scale up very, very quickly, bring me on board, and uh, have an automatic salesperson out there working for them, and also helping them with events and even helping tune in products. So uh, that's, that is, it's been quite a journey. That's been cool. great. It speaks to the future of work. It and, does. Uh, it does. Yeah. Fractional work. And so what advice do you have to leaders listening about implementing these models? I know a lot of people take a position of only going internal, but um, mm -hmm. there's probably some advantages to finding, you know, an elastic bench, bringing in people outside your internal organization who has various disciplines. But yeah, like how are you con convincing folks to do it? Are they seeing the vision? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're bringing it, you know, external cultures in so that they can be more cutting edge? It's a, that's a great question because very traditionally, the sales function is one that uh, is, is hired from within. It's, it's you know, you're, you're giving someone quota, you're giving someone responsibility, and uh, it's not a, uh, so much of a contracted position. I'd say, but I would say that that is changing over the last couple of years looking at the business development uh, position, which is, which is now contracted out, and many companies are becoming more uh, comfortable with that model, this, this goes a bit of a step beyond. And uh, originally, my thought was to work with some uh, perhaps international companies that were looking to break into the US or utilize my contacts in the, in the Pacific Northwest. I live in Portland. Uh, but um, what, I, what I found is, is for a lot of companies, they are looking to open up a new market. Perhaps it is a new, perhaps it is a new territory within the Northwest, or it is a new product that they're looking to present to the greater U.S. And they, and they want to have a flexible resource to place on that product or project just to see, hey, is this going to work or not? Or what lessons are we going to learn? And, and so those are, 
absolutely some of the conversations I'm having with some of the smaller, maybe the mid-sized companies. They're, they're not quite ready to, to hire on a full-time person for this position for whatever reason, and they just want to be able to test it out. And I provide that resource. Love that. So tell me about sort of the future of sales in the, in the enterprise. And um, a lot of folks listening are wondering how it's going to change in the pandemic and beyond. There's just the speed, the frenetic pace of sales and sales technology. And then there's also the, the crisis, but your opinions on both would be very interesting. Sure. Sure. So I'll, I'll tell you, uh, as, as far as, um, sales methodology and, and, and tools. Uh, for the most part, organizations I've, I've worked for have been uh, fairly far behind, at least on the tool set part. I, I think that there's a great modernization that's, that's happening now as, uh, as, as a, a lot of these different tools are being uh, crafted. Uh, to to be able to assist salespeople salespeople like me to find and engage uh, uh, clients, um, I I think as far as but just kind of going back to maybe the original question, how are things changing? I, I'm I'm of the belief that I am providing a a sales and marketing service. I have to be good at 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 um, all these different activities from uh, being able to uh, find find uh, prospects, uh, engage with them, bring them into the funnel, explain uh, from a from a sales perspective why they should be looking at our our product or or service, and of course closing. So uh, while uh, perhaps three three years ago or, or so, maybe the sales function was being parsed into a number of different people and you had a sales department and marketing and business development. Uh, I, I, I see things maybe going in a bit of a different direction as a result of this crisis. You know, I, I'm, I'm I make myself responsible for, for all of those things. And, uh, and, and the reason being, uh, there are there are great differences from industry to industry, product to product, even even locations. What what may work in the Northwest may not work in in California, and especially because we don't have golf tournaments now, <laughs> we don't have fancy dinners. You know, all that's gone out of the, out the window. So now we have to be very creative in finding ways to bring people in, and and find ways to how do you uh, build out your community. How do you build out your network? And that is very much your responsibility. Whereas before it was, it was, it was important. Now it's critical. Now, now it's critical. Who's, who's going to pick up the phone? Who's going to answer that, that email? Because we, we all know that there are all those sales tools that are out there that are barraging people with, with both and uh, making a less making them maybe uh, more hesitant to pick up the phone or answer that email because they don't know if it's a real person or not. How do you stand out in that environment? Um, this comes from a marketing and sales perspective. You know, yeah. Me earlier, yeah. There's an event component. So virtual events all kind of seem the same. We're in constant Zoom calls. 
all the emails are like in this uncertain time. So you get this monotony. Um, right. How are you coming in as this independent consultant to bring fresh perspectives? What innovation in regards to marketing, sales, events can you share with folks that are looking to spice those up or be unique, mm -hmm. right? Before you could throw a golf tournament or go watch a race or something cool, you do something for nonprofits. There's all sorts of these cool ways to integrate digital and analog, and now there's somewhat of a limitation. Mm -hmm. I'd say, first of all, put together a plan and stick with it for, for, uh, for some period of, some long-term period. Make it, a, make it nine months, make it a year, make it a couple of years. I, the, the problem I've seen with a lot of organizations is they uh, try something once and it may or may not work and they don't do it, they don't do it again, or it's very sporadic. Uh, that, that's, that's number one. Uh, but for, for me, uh, I, I've, I found that I've always been pretty creative in, in putting together our, our own events for, for companies, especially, well, especially when we were able to get together. But now that we're not, uh, we've, uh, we've developed a, uh, an on, a, a game, uh, Hackback Gaming. Is, is something that we've created uh, for, mainly for cybersecurity people, uh, for incident response tabletops. And the really cool thing about this is we're able to work with different vendors, put their technology into the game, and have uh, prospects and, and customers play the game and essentially utilize that technology and leave knowing more about the technology than when they, they came in. Uh, and, and so it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty powerful marketing tool that, that we've used. And as in all my events, there is no selling, there's no pitching, uh, there's, there's really great camaraderie. I make sure that I have a, a core group of people in there that are, that are helping to kind of drive the, um, the, the, the sense of having fun within that, within that event, you're right. Uh, there, there's absolutely Zoom burnout right now. Uh, and I've, I've seen the different events out there of you know, having drinks with your rep or having whiskey delivered. And I think some of those have, have worked out okay. But, but the reality is when I, when I talk to people the events that they really want, the really the ones that they really crave, are ones that uh, help them um, uh, build community. Uh, ones that really help that really do help them with their job and what they do, and and ones that can allow them to to relax and uh, be able to um, uh, become more human around their their counterparts, and, and that's. And a lot of times I think that that's, that that's what's missed. In addition, being a safe space where they're not being pitched all the time is another big differentiator. That's a really good point. Um, so where do you think marketing and sales are going? We're in the world of automation, artificial intelligence, machine learning. Um, how much of that are you using? You're coming from a cybersecurity side. so. You know, we could talk a little bit more about that, but I think most of the people listening are, they're somewhere in sales, operations, marketing, somewhere across these disciplines. And um, 
you're out there doing this fractional consulting, are you using automation? Are you seeing that it's going to get there? Are you more networking, getting referrals? Um, mm -hmm. How are you developing the funnel remotely and then beyond the pandemic? Just where do you see these technologies going? Um, you know, mm -hmm. towards singularity. It's interesting. I'd love your view. Thanks. Uh, yeah. So I, I'd say I am a I'm a networker. I I'm a networker. I I, I find uh, we. I find ways to um, have our, our customers, uh, our even our prospects become our advocates, and uh, and that could be through our or the 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 uh, hackback gaming. Uh, it can be through the work that I'm doing with other companies or somewhere in my deep dark past. Uh, people that I know on LinkedIn, I, I post on LinkedIn probably about once a week or so on, on activities that I have. Um, you know, sometimes it's even, a, I write a little piece on what it's like growing a, a small uh, consultancy. I write about Hackback Gaming, um, you know, and, and uh, comment on, on other uh, friends and uh, uh, um, fellow, um, uh, well, uh, other, other people's posts. But, uh, as far as automation tools, I, I've used, I've, I've tried to use a number of them over, over the years. And um, the, the issue that I've, I've run into is really the lack of, of personalization. Um, and uh, for, in order, I can send out those mass emails, but the, the, uh, the open rate and the response rate has been uh, significantly smaller versus me finding ways to, um, to sort through, say, LinkedIn Navigator, find, find those set of contacts that are most, most likely going to be my, uh, my type, <laughs> whatever that type might be, and, and be able to figure out, are they, are they linked to people I know? Um, uh, understand what their interests, what their motivations are, and then maybe target messages directly uh, to them. Mostly by, by email, sometimes it's through a LinkedIn message, but uh, that, that has really formed the basis for, for me going out and finding my, my business. What kind of messages do people actually respond to? Like you talk about personalization, what does it really take? Um, is it because you actually really know someone in common or you can solve something like I think people are struggling right now to figure out what marketing message and what sales message is going to actually break through for the decision makers yeah. they seek. Yeah, well, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you what not to do. And that is uh, try to link with someone and then five seconds later, there's a pitch or some type of canned uh, LinkedIn message that's going out. And I'm not sure which automated program is doing that, but that just needs to stop. It, it, it falls, it, it just, it, it, it's a turnoff. I get that quite a, quite a bit. I, I, I'd say um, whatever your venue is, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Twitter, um, you know, where, wherever you're, you are finding your way to en engage with, with people, concentrate on that area and and find ways to very much personalize it you're 
And it, the, there might be a number of small wins there. Perhaps the one win is, okay, you, you've, you've uh, found a way to engage with someone uh, via LinkedIn. You've sent them a little note. And I always, if I, if I try to link with someone, I always personalize a note. Uh, love what you had to say in, in this area where we work together here or we work together with someone else. Perhaps we can link to follow them for a while, comment on what they're doing. Um, don't pitch. You know, you, there, there will be that opportunity, but it's not going to happen in that first couple uh, um, interactions. And, and I, and, and that, that means that um, those that, that are, are kind of like following this model can be a little, can be a little frustrated, you know, because it, it takes time, it takes patience. And you also have to have management that are okay with this because I've certainly had managers that have looked at what I've done and they're like, that's great, Andy, but it's like, I mean, it's kind of playtime. <laughs> you know, who's, who's buying? Who's buying now? But the, the reality is my sales cycles are six, nine, 12 months. It, it, takes, it takes a long time. It takes a long time. So you have to build that pipeline of, of people, that, that community. You, you absolutely have to take that time, in my opinion, to, to build that up in order to create that voice for them to think whenever they need something, they, they come to you. you and, and that's where I found the wins. Yeah, you mentioned community and making a community around this game. We're kind of in this, is this time of the micro communities. People have left LinkedIn groups, not really sure why, gone into private Slack channels, networking yeah. groups, online groups, meetups. Um, what brings executives into an InfoSec community or a sales community or marketing community? I think people listening are going, how should I build a community? What platform should it be on? Mm -hmm. uh, how do I then garden the thing and feed it? I don't have the time. Like community building, how, how was that just natural for you because you're just this networker or how do you, just we need some advice, like a utility. It, it certainly comes natural to me. I, 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 and I really enjoy it. I've worked with people that hate it. <laughs> they don't want to do it at all. And I get it. So uh, if you are one of those people that hates it, you, you, you probably need to link up with a person that, that loves it or does it as their job and, and find ways to, to build that, that network to, together. Um, and I'm not exactly sure how, how that would work, but I know that those people are, are out there and especially if they're working for some company that has a sales department or a marketing department, there, there absolutely needs to be that level of communication. Uh, and, and uh, you know, how, you know how, how will you build that network? How will you build that community of buyers? And uh, I, I, I'd say for, once again, the, the, um, uh, Hackback Gaming has been a great way for me to uh, bring in these people. I've had um, pre-COVID, we had our CISO dinners uh, where I'd have uh, 10 or 12 local CISOs get together for a really nice dinner. And uh, we'd have a range of conversations for, for that dinner. 
some nights might be a little more technical in nature. We might talk about uh, someone, one of the, one person within the group that's struggling with a with a, some type of incident response issue. Uh, others might be more personal, like what this time of year might the conversation might be, okay, let's talk goal setting for for 2021. What are you thinking? And it's and the answers have been really surprising uh, because once you are able to collect people and they trust you and they they trust the group, uh, you know it it we we go well beyond any any technology discussion and and I love that I I I I enjoy I greatly enjoy that and when when you've created that community of trust where people can go out to others and say, hey, you want to you want to go to this. You that that that's that's ultimately what what you're looking to do. Create something that those people that are attending are inviting others to to come join your circle. It it takes time. It really does. There's no shortcut. And that kind of goes back to my earlier point. You can't just do it once and just be like, all right, we're going to try it again in six months or farther down the road. Maybe quarterly is, is pretty good. Monthly is, can be a lot, but um, schedule it. Put it in your schedule that this is going to happen every single quarter or wh whatever time frame you, you think, because we're all really busy. We're all going to move on to the next thing. But uh, this, these events are the, the things that have people coming back to me uh, year after year. And, uh, and, and, has, and it's been uh, at times a, a lifesaver for my, for my career, especially in, in sales as turbulent as things may be. Yeah, so tell me about how do you accelerate sales cycles and velocity because Things have tended to extend. A lot of people gave verbals, then this whole thing hit, then it fell off. How do you create urgency remotely? How do you do big deals? Two questions, like yeah. everyone wants to speed it up and get deals done. And other, there's yeah. also the myth that it's gonna be really hard to do the bigger deals, the six and seven figure deals, because we can't be in mm -hmm. But this digitization is the future. We should be able to do these deals with the new paradigm of remote. So yeah, if you take me through those two concepts, I'd love your view. I'm, I've always been a big fan of, of Medic. Uh, as a as a uh, uh, kind of a, a sales action plan, you know that that helps you understand uh, some of the the metrics. Who's doing the evaluating? Who is signing off? In this day and age, unfortunately, there there's bad news. <laughs> there are more people that are signing off on these deals, uh, especially in the age of COVID, with with budgets being reallocated. It it's you, there, there are uh, shadowy characters that are out there that are are now um, a, a part of these deals. That means now more than ever, your your champion on the inside in medic speak really needs to help be your guide. Like where you know because and many times they don't even know what's what's going to happen once they open up a door, entering into purchasing. But but you do have to be very very aware of what is what those next steps are who you need to meet who you need to present to 
what time frames they, they really have. And I think my, my, the lesson I've learned over the last year or so has been uh, nothing ever, ever gets done uh, just because a problem is, there's a problem or something is broken. <laughs> you, you, you absolutely have to find that business issue. What, what is it about that problem that is affecting the business to do what they need to do? Uh, and uh, that is that for me has been the key that has helped, helped unlock a lot of these deals that are out there. Because once you understand that, that helps you better understand which people you need to be communi communicating with, who you need to bring into that group. Once again, I guess it comes down to community. Your, your community within that, that sales, that, that uh, 100 or, or 500 or million dollar sale, you know, what, what people do you need to have uh, uh, understanding uh, where you are, wh what the, you understand, what the next steps will be, uh, who's going to be signing off, and, and when, uh, because um, it, it is more difficult. Uh, but I, I maintain that the process really hasn't changed a lot. It's just there, there are just more people uh, within that process. So it helps. And you used medic. I don't know if everybody knows about these qualification frameworks. Uh, there was the age of BANT, budget, authority, need, timeline. Uh, there's this novel uh, enterprise thing called Medic, which talks about the economic buyer, which is the E. Without going to a huge definition, I just wanted to find it to listeners. Um, so, yeah, that's really helpful. How do you stay motivated? Talk to, talk to us about mindset, the mindset of a modern seller, and we'll kind of close with that. Sure thing. I'm a big goal setter. Uh, I, I love um, putting together love. Um, Maybe love. I, 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 I put together my, my quarterly chart uh, targets for the work that I'm doing to make sure that I've got a, a good uh, uh, pace for the amount of uh, calls and uh, amount of pipeline that I'm, that I'm creating. Uh, I, you've got to find ways to celebrate your, your wins, especially as a solopreneur, um, whatever that might be. Um, I've, I've joked, uh, you know, as a solopreneur of the past year and a half, I've been employee of the month for the past year and a half. It's pretty good, you know, but, but um, I, I am, uh, I, I am not drawing a salary. I, I am absolutely paid by my, uh, by my clients to, to put on our events via Hackback Gaming. And I, I find great joy in those events. Uh, I, I really do. Uh, you know, that, that, um, those events are absolutely my pathway to happiness. Uh, the, the other work I've done with Elastic InfoSec of uh, being a sales contractor, being a marketing contractor, um, kind of like subcontractor within that sales function, uh, I, I, find, I find great joy in growing these small companies and, and helping them uh, be able to tune their product to whatever market that they're that they are serving, and and many times that uh, that that uh, that success I find is achieved by uh, me being phased out, 
they've, they've grown to be large enough that they're like, okay, uh, we, we like the work that you're doing, but we're very nervous about having the sales contractor position. We need to hire internally and make sure that we have a full-time, completely engaged person. And I'm okay with that. You know, we, we've set up the contract such that um, we can, we can uh, uh, move on, on our different paths and remain friends and remain uh, civil, civil about it. And uh, that, and and in the end, I get references. Uh, I've I've been, I'll say I've been paid well for the work that I've that I've done, and they've got a growing business that I I can look at and be really proud of the work that I that I've accomplished. I love it, Andy. Well, thank you for sharing today um, in the neutral zone on Vendor Neutral uh, on Quantum Leap. We'd love to have you back again. Really exciting hearing about remote work and motivation qualification, ways to create community. It's a great episode. Where can people find you and uh, find your awesome game? <laughs> sure, sure. I, I'd say it right now. Uh, we just put out a brand new website. I'm very proud of it. Uh, www.hackbackgaming.com is where you can find, uh, find me. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn, Andy Kaplan in Portland, Oregon. Uh, but thanks much, Justin. I greatly appreciate the time, too. Thank you, Andy. Have a great one. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Quantum Leap Podcast. Be sure to visit VendorNeutral.com, where you can access the show notes, discover many valuable free resources, and subscribe to the podcast. <laughs>